Yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Project Kayfabe. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's been uh, about two, a little over two months now. April 7th was the last episode we dropped. Uh, but, you know, we've been around. We've done some other things. You know, we've done some, you know, reviews, some predictions here and there. But we are finally back with Project Kayfabe. You know, thanks, you know, for, for bearing with us on this break, you know thankfully there are other podcasts on this feed as we are the WrestleBuzz podcast network you know you have obviously project kayfabe and we do our own kind of different things in the wrestling world but you know our other shows that are great to listen to you got from the top rope with gurge brooms gurge is you know amazing going down the weekly breakdown of professional wrestling he's been on a little bit of hiatus here and there i mean we've all been somewhat on a hiatus just because life can really get to you you got stuff going on families work so uh that's kind of where it's all been in the last like two months a lot of us we try our best to make some content here and there you know get an episode out or two but uh life is so busy man and that's kind of like for why project kayfabe's been kind of like mia you know i got work stuff family stuff relationships you know so been very busy also just kind of needed a break from professional wrestling kind of needed to step back from you know creating like podcasts and talking about the weekly shows because i'm gonna be honest uh, not a lot of the stuff that's happening weekly is really exciting me as you know keeping me keeping my attention keeping me entertained as much as like i thought it would be but um you know of course like for example aw has forbidden door coming up soon i'm super excited for that aw collision is this saturday if you're hearing this episode it should be friday um so we got smackdown and you know the some of the smackdown stuff has been interesting ever since cody lost the belt uh oh excuse me cody didn't even get to win the belt uh but you know you got the tribal chief now with one belt the undisputed wwe title giving him two and one belts and you got, you know, the new Raw title. There's been so much going on. But, of course, that's not what Project Kayfabe is here to really focus on. That's why we got From the Top Rope with Gurge Rooms. That's why we got the Wrestling Journal podcast with Joey, NJ3, and the boys. They're going to cover your weekly wrestling. And, you know, here and there, if I'm going to share my takes or maybe get some Aquade's takes on some of the weekly things that are happening in the professional wrestling world, like all the current stuff. Maybe you'll see it more on our TikTok. You know, follow us on TikTok at Project underscore Kayfabe. Same thing with Twitter and Instagram. It's the same handle. We'll probably keep our takes on the current wrestling uh, that's happening on there. And then, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe we'll be on some um, future episodes of other shows here. Or, you know, obviously when we do our predictions, that's maybe where you hear it. Because I don't want Project Kayfabe to be solely focused on the current day wrestling stuff. And that's not what's going to happen here, actually. I've been brainstorming, uh, if you've been keeping up with us, Project Kayfabe focuses on uh, TNA over the last couple of episodes. We've been doing the Hogan era of TNA, um, so that has been our like little bread and butter that we're doing. But I'm going to change it up a bit because, man, doing an episode breakdown day by day uh, for the show for TNA can be a little hard, especially when not everything is important. So we're changing it up. So here are some new things that are going to be coming up with the show, and then we'll dive into what I have for today. So Project Kayfabe is still going to be the name of, you know, what my side of our network is, but it's going to be a little changed up. So we're going to call the wrestling uh, dissection of this era in TNA, and a lot of it, because I'm going to not only do the Hogan era, but we're going to try and dive into some just TNA in general. 
we're gonna call it, you know, working title. I think I'm gonna go with it. We're gonna call it Destination Impact. That's either it's either we're calling it the title name or just one. Uh, we're looking at the podcast title. That might be it for you know the episode Destination Impact. Blah blah blah. So Destination Impact is what we're going to be doing here. I am going to make an Instagram for this too, so I could create some reels and get some traffic over there. Maybe on TikTok. We'll, we'll see. I don't really want to be running more than one TikTok the, than I already am. But, you know, Destination Impact is my idea to cover the Hogan era, cover a lot of what TNA has done. Because remember, TNA is that company that has never died. TNA is that company that somehow keeps it going, and I'm and I love it. I love them. Like, you know, I don't get to watch it as much as I would like to, but going back now and looking and doing these deep dives into some of the, you know, the things that were keeping people, you know, locked on the screen or pushing people away is what we're going to be doing here. So Destination Impact is going to be the name of what the TNA side of Project Kayfabe is. Um, You know, I'll figure out the naming and all that in a little bit, but Destination Impact is how we're calling it. And I'm actually going to do something a little different. I haven't mentioned it yet to the boys, but we'll see. It could also help with growing, hopefully, Project Kayfabe, WrestleBuzz as a whole. Um, So, weekly, we're going to be doing these TNA episodes. And uh, we're going to take it in different approaches. We're going to, you know, go in, you know, different parts. We're going to study the stories we're going to look further in detail of like some of the things that were happening backstage hopefully we'll try and get as much info that i can find on the internet as possible i'm hoping you doing this maybe we'll get some guests on here (laughs) you know it would be a wild opportunity if we could get some people that are actually involved in some of this stuff but you know fans of the community anyone listening who's interested in talking about some of this stuff is what we're going to be doing here um so i want to cover a lot On this first episode of Destination Impact, you know, I know we've already covered a good amount, or not even a good amount, we've barely even scratched the surface of what's been happening in the Hogan era, but I want to find a better way to do that. Uh, Doing an episode every day, uh, I mean, of every episode and so on, it's getting hard to do and it's hard to keep my attention just because some of it is not important or ever really relevant, but we're going to do this. So on this first episode, we're going to call this the prelude. The prelude, yeah. And we're going to do, for the next couple of episodes of Project Kayfabe, a.k.a. Destination Impact, I'll figure that out, we're going to deep dive into the Aces and Eight storyline. One of the, you know, at a certain time, it was one of the best things that TNA had had in a while, and eventually, you know, kind of went downhill. But we're going to look and study the Aces and Eight storyline. You know, I plan to do a lot more other storyline, like, deep dives like you know we got to look into the casey vick stuff that was happening with aj what a wild time we'll do some stuff looking maybe like highlighting around the x division and you know obviously you know there's so much going on there uh the immortals um you know fortune four we'll dive into a lot of this stuff at some point but you know we're gonna do with the prelude right now of destination impact studying the aces and eight storyline and we're gonna go through all the important details we'll make this you know a couple of parts and this is how we're gonna go moving forward i won't be like saying like oh you gotta watch this episode of tna to understand no we'll take the deep dive and then from on afterwards um you know we'll figure it out we'll change it up and you know figure all this stuff out together 
So to add on, you know, obviously we're going to be on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. We're going to be coming out on a Wednesday, Thursday kind of schedule. Hopefully we'll try and do a weekly, bi-weekly kind of thing. Just because, got to be realistic here, sticking to a weekly schedule can be a little bit difficult. Just because when you want to be able to do a good show and produce something that you're proud of, but at the same time you have real life going on. Um, So I can't promise a weekly show, but at the very least, if you see an episode out from Project Kayfabe, you should expect in at least two weeks, you know, in a bi-weekly setting, two Wednesdays from now, you'll get another episode, at least, you know. And we'll make it clear when we're going on breaks, we'll make it known, you know, so you're not expecting like, oh no, where is the content? You know, we're going to be better about that, at least on my end, and you know, hopefully we're all going to keep up to, you know, trying to make sure we're producing what we can while... You know, with life permitting, it can happen. So that's what it's going to be. We're going to be on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. But I also add this new thing that I'm going to try just because I want to hope that, you know, with the algorithm, we can, you know, get more people looking at WrestleBuzz, looking at our social medias and seeing what we're going to do. So as I mentioned, I'm probably going to make an Instagram for Destination Impact. Look up at Destination underscore Impact. That's probably what we're going to be the handle for, and I already claimed it, so uh, don't go messing around. Um, And that's so I could just have a lot of in-depth like pictures and videos and reels of what's happening during the times that we're studying of, uh, you know, whatever section of TNA it is. So like right now, I'll be posting a lot of Aces and Eights stuff going forward. Um, On top of that, uh, what we're going to do also is I'm going to upload Destination Impact on its own feed. Destination Impact is basically the name, the theme of what I want to go for for these segments on on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. But I'm not sure how much, you know, the algorithm will be able to accept, you know, what's going on here. But, you know, for people that are looking for TNA content, people that are looking for these kind of deep dives and whatnot... After one week or so after I drop an episode on the podcast feed on the network here, you're going to see, you know, if for anyone else, like, I don't know, it's going to have, we're going to have Destination Impact on its own feed one week after or two weeks after every episode comes out just to have one spot where you could find all of it easier. But then also, hopefully, that'll help with algorithm purposes. So we're not leaving the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, and I haven't even told Joey and stuff about this idea yet, but I'm sure, you know, we can all agree that, like, this could be helpful. So I have, I'm going to make create an own, my own feed for Destination Impact in hopes that, you know, for people who want to just find this, we'll be able to find it. But, you know, uh, once they learn that there's another podcast feed where you can get the episodes a week earlier and a whole bunch of other content. That's what I'm hoping for here. So, you know, bear with me. I've already uh, I've done about a five-minute intro, I'd say. But Destination Impact is the name. That is what we're going to go with. Project Kayfabe is still the identity of what I call what I'm doing with the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. But, you know, we're going to see what it does, algorithm purposes. You know, I, I work in SEO, so I hope this helps with optimizations there to be, you know, keyword friendly. <laughs> Trying to apply my day job into my hopefully one day, you know, side job. Anywho, Destination Impact. We're going to take a deep dive into TNA, into the Aces and Eight story. So we're going to start with the prelude, get into it, and you'll hear that. Uh, so let's dive in. All right, so this is Destination Impact. 
as I said, we are going to be focusing on TNA, and we're going to be taking deep dives into some of the biggest stories, some of the biggest times, and worst times, of TNA. And I decided to go with the Aces and Eights storyline. Why? Well, it's one of the best ones that they had during this time of the Hulk Hogan era. Until, you know, it eventually kind of went downhill. It was really good storytelling. At least I remember as a child um, watching it. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm digging this. You know, this is so interesting. Especially because of what it was trying to, like, in a way imitate, replicate, spoof. Uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy, because that's what this basically was. Eric Bischoff loves motorcycles, saw the Sons of Anarchy show was popping off. It became one of the biggest shows at the time and was like, how can I replicate this with TNA? Became a lead of creative during the time. And, you know, at the, at the same time, I saw this was mentioned from Wrestling With Regrets, and that's where some of these episodes are going to, like, take information I've learned from there. You know, just scour scourging the internet to get as much information as I can. Uh, so they mentioned, you know, of course, Eric Bischoff being in, you know, lead of creative at TNA at the moment, he was always, always, always trying to find a way to replicate the success that the NWO was. And for a little while, it felt like the Aces and Eights was the closest thing he came to, you know, making the NWO again. It, it felt very much like it's a bunch of anarchists, a bunch of people just trying to do their thing. Um, so it's very interesting to see that's what we got here. But anyway, the, also, the other reason why I picked Aces and Eights is because, you know, this episode's coming out on Friday, June 16th. Today is Wednesday, June 14th. If we go back to 2012 at this time, this would be the day. This was the birth, the very beginning of the Aces and Eights storyline. It all started with Sting in the ring, and, you know, he was discussing his induction to the TNA Hall of Fame. He's excited, you know, talking about it. And then next thing you know, three masked wrestlers come in, and they're wearing, like, little leathered vests, no, no patches or anything on there, jeans and masks, obviously. And they're beating his ass. They're beating Sting's ass. And that's how they end the show. You get chance of Hulk Hogan. People want him to come out and save Sting. But this was the very beginning. So going on 11 years ago is when Aces and Eights started. And it's only crazy to think that really Aces and Eights survived a year and a couple of months. Almost a year and a half is basically what they started they basically you know came up june 14th but apparently the official debut as the aces and eights is july 12th um and then they disbanded november 21st 2013 so we're going to do a multi-part series going over the aces and eights storyline so right now this is the prelude discussing you know just the very beginning you know the talking about like looking into the story of like how did this begin you know what did people think during the time so i've like pulled up some different articles different sources just to see what people have thought what uh you know what people involved were thinking because obviously if you think back bully ray was the leader of this group he ended up becoming the president of the aces and eights and that time alone you know there was so much going on bully ray was trying to you know marry or date brooke hogan was part of the story he was team tna for the longest time in the story and you know every other week once they started figuring out like you know like who are the aces and eights you know you get Devon, you get like mike knox luke gallows so many different people until you eventually get to the reveal that bully ray is the president of the aces and eights and there were so many different members let's take a little dive into the members uh we got bully ray with the president we got brooke testmacher who 
I'm, I'm pretty sure beforehand she was face. But going into this, she ends up going heel, and she basically is, like, you know, the girl of the group. But, like, if I remember correctly, and we'll go further in, and we'll get more, uh, you know, more info as we go on. Um, like I said, Bully Ray, when he was trying to be a face and deceive everyone, was dating Brooke Hogan in Kayfabe. Well, then he ends up going and gets Brooke Tessmacher to be his girl, if I recall correctly. So we got Brooke Tessmacher, who I love. Great. She was part of ECW, the WWE ECW, which also had an anniversary this past week. Um, so there's that. We got Garrett Bischoff, Eric Bischoff's son, who, like, you know, is kind of unfortunately irrelevant nowadays but when they did have like a tna reunion earlier in the year uh this year he did come back with other former aces and eights member west briscoe son of the briscoe bros you know i forget which exactly briscoe bro is he the, the son too i could actually probably look that up um two 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 oh he okay there son of former championship wrestling florida mainstay gerald briscoe there you go and if I remember correctly, he is married to or dating Red Velvet from uh, AEW. So just a little fun fact there. Uh, anywho, so they returned not too long ago for a brief stint in TNA for a cup of coffee, pretty much, uh, when there was a bunch of, like, the ROH versus TNA people, when that was, like, a thing going on. Um, other members, other notable members, uh, you obviously had Devon. Devon was the first one to get unmasked, and we'll do an episode. Uh, right now, like I said, we're doing the prelude. Episode one will be like the reveal, uh, or we'll call it, we'll figure out a different name because there's obviously multiple reveals. But the first reveal of getting D'Lo, I mean, <laughs> not D'Lo, Devon as you know, one of the first identified members of the Aces and Aids was such a wild time. I was like, what? Devon? But yeah, we got Devon. We got D'Lo Brown, who was in here. We got Doc, a.k.a. Luke Gallows. We got Mr. Anderson, who played a big part, if I remember, towards the downfall of the Aces and Eights. Um, apparently, Tito Ortiz was a sergeant at arms. I, I did not know. Uh, Eva Lise was a one-night-only member. Uh, Eva Lise, you know, she's had her controversies and had her moments in AEW and Lucha Underground. We got Nux, a.k.a. Mike Nux. Uh, we got Taz, who was the commentator, which, you know, honestly, when Taz joined, I was, it was funny and interesting at the same time. Like, oh, gotta love, like, Taz during this time. He loved Bully Ray. This, the way he would put over Bully Ray during this time was so beautiful. He was in love with the man, practically. Uh, some great moments there. Uh, but yeah, just the Aces and Eight storyline became something so big. I remember at this time, I think this is what also helped Bully Ray become one of the best heels in wrestling at the moment. Because Bully Ray, everyone fucking hated him. He did so much. He screwed over Jeff. He screwed over Hogan. He, in kayfabe, screwed Brooke Hogan. Um, there was a lot going on here, and just, like, the build-up to it, the who is in the Aces and Eights was a big, you know, conversation, like, who is a part of it. I actually got an interesting story that I found, um, a little article from Bleacher Report back in 2012, July 29th. TNA Wrestling, which stars should be behind the Aces and Ace group? I thought it was interesting just because one of the things that I pulled out here, you know, people mentioned and this uh, this was daniel i'm gonna butcher your last name so i'm not gonna read it but but, I, but a guy named daniel um 
when asked who should lead when well when he asked in his you know in his opinion like he's writing blah 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 um he's like who should lead the group after seeing the buildup of TNA is doing with the aces and eights, I would have to pick Joey Ryan to become the new leader of the group. It makes sense in many ways because Ryan has the potential to be a strong heel in the wrestling business. Ryan has already caused plenty of drama within TNA after appearing on gut check segments on Impact Wrestling and going after the judges who voted him off. I find it very welcoming for TNA to select Ryan. He's a young talent, hungry for his success, and has character to complete the puzzle. Man, if only that could have been what happened. Instead, Joey Ryan continued being with this weird, sleazy, porn star-esque gimmick and just became a horrible person, or was a horrible person this entire time. And, uh, we're not going on into a story about Joey Ryan right now, even though Joey Ryan did play... A small part during this time, and I, and, you know, unfortunately during this time, I did enjoy him, you know, and he wasn't identified as a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, there is <laughs> this guy I thought Joey Ryan could be someone who could be a part. Um, you know, James Storm, and we'll go into this further in episode one, was someone who everyone kept thinking is James Storm the leader behind the Aces and Aids. So apparently, after this attack, that happens to sting on the June 14th episode of TNA. Um, they actually, the Aces and Eights, they open up a Twitter account. And it's a cryptic Twitter account. It's called the Aces and Eights. And they tweet very cryptic shit. Um, at one point, you know, they stopped being cryptic and getting, and they were getting very blunt about what they were talking about. They're like, there's a storm coming. And, you know, they posted a photo of a cowboy hat with a skull. It was obviously like a James Storm hat. So everyone's like, is James Storm involved? You know, there's tons of times where the Aces and Eights still masked, of course. We were beating everyone's ass. And then you would come to see James Storm run into the ring to try and save or do something. And the Aces and Eights would avoid him, just leave him alone, and then run away. So people were speculating, is it James Storm? But obviously, we've seen how the story plays out. It wasn't him. And there's plenty of stuff I want to talk about with James Storm, too. You know, I want to maybe do a little deep dive into the beer money. I want to take a deep dive into the Bobby Roode heel turn uh, come heel run, which was also... Uh, like, I can't remember if it was Bobby Roode that was known as one of the best heels at the time, and probably was, um, along with Bully Ray. Like, there were was, there was so many gems in a dark time of the Hogan era, and that's what I want to take a deeper dive in here with uh, Destination Impact. So let's continue this deep dive into the Aces and Apes storyline. So one of the things I was thinking to include, I was like, okay... Obviously, the Aces and Eights was, you know, influenced by Sons of Anarchy, but I want to know more. I want to know, like, how did this become? How did this start off? So I found this uh, little article pulling a clip from the 83 Weeks podcast, which is Eric Bischoff's podcast. So he must have had Bully Ray on there, and they talked about Aces and Eights. And this was uh, June 23rd, 2022, so uh, about a year ago. So, Bully Ray on Eric Bischoff pitching him the Aces and Eights storyline in TNA. So, this is a quote that I'm reading. I was never a fan of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. This is a quote by Bully Ray. Let me make that clear. I was never a fan of Sons of Anarchy. I never really watched it. I heard it. I heard about it because it was so popular. The boys would be talking about it, and it was out there in mainstream media. I was never into the whole biker gang scene. Not my thing. I knew Eric was a was in it a lot and the guy that liked to ride i'll never forget where i was standing when eric approached me backstage at tna when he used to when we used to record at universal 
Me and Eric had been establishing more of a relationship since he had taken over creative. I was doing the bully thing, but I was doing my version of bully and not what was about to be presented to me. Eric said to me, did you ever see yourself as a leader of a motorcycle group? And in my head, I'm like, this is the worst fucking idea that's ever been told to me. I'm not into the motorcycle thing. Just thought of like the Undertaker motorcycle group or any other motorcycle gang group that ever been in pro wrestling come to mind. And I'm like, no, this is not what I want to do. This is not my vision of Bully Ray. But if the booker is coming up to you with a plan, you know he's pulling out, he's pulling you on the side for a reason. I think my exact line was, if you think that's the best utilization of the character Bully Ray, I'm on board. So then he goes, so the next part is, on embracing his role in the faction and where it ranks among his career accomplishments. Coming up in the wrestling business old school, if the booker, the owner, the promoter comes to you with an idea in mind, that means they had a vision and they think you're the only, you're the one of the best people, or at least in the group of decisions who would portray this role. To say no would have never been a good idea. You never like to say no, so I looked at it as a challenge. It was a hell of an opportunity with myself and Eric working together along with the rest of the guys. I think we knocked it out of the part. It's a body of work that I'm proud of in my career as my tag team accomplishments. So, you know, he's as proud of this as he was when it came to, you know, the, you know, he what, he's like a 10, 14 time. He's like a million time tag team champion. So he's, you know, just as proud about that than, you know, with the Aces and Eights storyline. So it's interesting, you know, Eric, you know, as I mentioned on the top of the show, Eric Bischoff was always trying to replicate getting NWO. This was his closest thing at the time, but it just never got to where it needed to get to. It only lasted about a year and a half. But there are some other opinions about the whole Aces and Eights storyline. One thing I read, where was it? Uh, Kurt Angle. So Kurt Angle on his podcast, he basically says it grew out of control. Uh, because at one point, so they, you know, there's one clip or quote here I'm seeing, and this is from sescoops.com. Um, so when asked if like, oh, were you ever invited to be a part of the, the faction, you know, Angle replied negatively saying that he's gladly he was never asked to join the group. So the quote is, no, no, they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. I don't think I would have liked being a part of it. I noticed if I would have went in, I wouldn't have been one of the top guys. I would have been hanging out in the mid card somewhere, so it wouldn't have helped me at any point in time. So then he also goes, what well, you know, he talks about, you know, Aces and Aids, how they're running rough shot around TNA, and, you know, basically it was getting too big. So he's like, there was a problem. The Aces and Aids, the Aces and Aids storyline took over TV. It got so big, same exact thing happened to NWO and WCW. It was a little cool faction, then all of a sudden it grew out of control, and there were just too many. And at this point, there were a lot of members of Ace and Eights, which I do remember towards the end. I'm like, you know, is D'Lo Brown? I love D'Lo, but does he really need to be in here? And then, like, you know, they got, like, Mr. Anderson, who was like, eh. You eventually got, you know, like, I don't know. I just look back. I'm like, I see what they're going for here. But, like, they were, were they threatening? I don't know. I mean, it could have been some, like, top notch. Like, it would have been interesting. Obviously, James Storm doesn't join this group but it would have been cool to see if like james storm was a part of this group he had the aesthetic to fit it so i mean you know it makes sense um there's another quote here uh we were just treading water just trying to get together uh through the storyline and see where our places were going to be afterwards it was really difficult when they're doing a storyline and they're not trying to involve you you're not really involved in the storyline there's the main storyline going on tv and you got your top two guys AJ Styles and Kurt Angle, there's no part of it, you know, so just trying to fit 
into the story, but then also not really wanting to be a part of it. And us trying to fit where else they fit on the card was like an interesting time for someone like Kurt Angle. And I'm sure there's a lot more quotes I could pull into this. I mean, one thing, you know, just another random piece I found from WrestleCrap.com, which sometimes has some interesting pieces on there. It's a screen grab of a $150 Aces and Eights vest because they were selling those vests at a certain time. So it goes in the official TNA, it's the official TNA Aces and Eights vest. You think that with a group of being disbanded for a while, well over a year, TNA would have the rest of this on clearance to put under $100 to get out of the warehouse. You'd be wrong because, well, it's TNA. Uh, no, I don't think I put the words vest in quotes either. Okay, that was I did not have to read that. In 2016, this vest was still up for $150. And if I go now and click on this link, is it a dead link? It's a dead link. Okay. Is this going to give me a virus? Maybe. But... Interesting uh, little tidbit there. Anywho, uh, TNA during the time was just such a wild time to experience, and that's what we're going to do here. I think that's enough being said for the prelude. The very beginnings, if you're interested to learn more about the Aces and Eights, come back, and in our next episode, part one, I'll take a deep dive, pull out all the information, all the quotes, all the clips that you'll need to hear about the, you know, the beginning, the invasion that was happening the weeks of you know random segments where people are just getting jumped by the aces and eights we're gonna go into all of that in the next episode so stick around wait look for part one come back on the feed and you know if you're someone that randomly finds us on the new feed for a destination impact where you could have a whole you know area just dedicated to this tna segments and whatnot you'll find that there but, you know, coming from, uh, you know, Project Kayfabe here on our side of things, just thank you very much. As always, follow us on social media at Project underscore Kayfabe on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you name it, we're on there. Uh, we'll have Destination Impact have its own Instagram coming soon. Feel free, I'll let you know in the next episode when it's officially up and has some posts on there. Um, and then, of course, WrestleBuzz. Follow us on social media at WrestleBuzz with two Zs on Instagram and TikTok, and then three Zs on Twitter uh, for WrestleBuzz. Uh, we thank you so much for listening, and uh, I hope you like this new stuff. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if you hate it. Let me know if you have some interesting tidbits to include with uh, the Aces and Eights storyline as we progress and go further in.